Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, Koshi here. Before we get into this episode of The Call, I've got a favor to ask. The bigger the Ausbiz audience, the more we can invest in great content and keep providing quality investment ideas to you for free. If you could just take a minute of your time to leave a review of The Call in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help keep our tribe growing. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the call. Hello, welcome back to Ausbiz on this Monday afternoon. Great to have your company for the next hour on the program that we call The Call. Um, we take 10 stocks suggested by you, the viewers, put them to our expert panel for adjudication. We had one stock of the day that's in the news um, and we do all that in 60 minutes. So uh, hold on, it's always a great hour of analysis of particular stocks. And uh, let's welcome our panel for today. Francesco Destratus from Ords. Francesco, how are you, sir? Good, David. How are you? Back into a Monday morning. Back in Monday, bright-eyed and bushy tail. Excellent. <laughs> um, what about this old saying, when in May go away? the share market does that uh, ring true yes, at all uh, well in may um sell in may and go away right, yeah uh, yeah i think someone else on the panel did that well oh. it was a bit premature he went in april maybe yeah. he was leading into the market yeah. so but do you follow that <laughs> oh look you know some of those rules do work but you know it's the old saying you yeah. know what happened previously doesn't always happen but there is yeah, there's seasonality within the market oh, okay. i think you know uh, you know a good example is october you always seem to sell See a bit of a sell-off from the '87 oh, yeah. crash, you know. People yep. get a bit nervous around October, but um, yeah, you've been through the reporting season in in February, and there's a bit of dividend season coming through. Yeah. Uh, markets tend to be a little bit buoyant after that, and then you know a bit Take of reality a might a bit of reality oh. bite might okay. come in. So, right. so yeah, look, sometimes it, it works works well. Okay, yeah. well, you and I have been sort of keeping the wheels of industry going and the economy. We have. We haven't yeah. been bludging on uh, the Sunshine Coast like David Novak from Education. <laughs> Oh, oh, good day. Did yeah, you have a good week away? Yes, I did, thank you. <laughs> Catch well, on with the suntan. Yeah, exactly right. And good to be sorting the local, um, helping the local tourist industry. Absolutely, there, I certainly how, made how sure of that. Was there a bit of movement? Oh, it was. It was, it was, it was, yeah, really um, pumping up there. It's, oh, it's, that's good. Yeah, brimming, brimming or, well, they said it was really chockers in the Easter break, which yeah. is what I avoided. Yeah, yeah. So outside the school holidays, mm-hmm. but it was really busy. All the restaurants were full, so... Yeah, business is, is good up uh, in Noosa. Yeah. Uh, good. I, next week I'm going, I think it's Harvey Bay I'm going up to talk to a business group up there. So I'll be interested to just get their take of the grassroots oh, of what's happening there. No, it's definitely, place. I spoke to the restaurateurs up there and they were just saying it's, it was full every night. We couldn't even get into restaurants. It's oh, so booked great. out. So. Are, they, are they doing a voucher system up in Queensland as well? 
No, no. Just yeah. You've got a pre-book, though, if you really sure. want to get into the good places. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Oh, well, that's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's get stuck into it. Stock of the day, I thought we'd take a look at Westpac, uh, the first of the big four to report first half earnings. Cash profit more than tripling uh, year on year to $3.5 billion ahead of estimates with an interim uh, dividend payout in line at $0.58 cents a share. Uh, the lender booking a $372 billion impairment benefit over the period as control of COVID coupled with monetary and fiscal stimulus helping to boost jobs and housing and freeing up lenders to release much of the money that they set aside for expectations for the worst. Um, just a short time ago here at Ausbiz, uh, the team spoke to Peter King earlier and here is what he had to say. The promising start is probably the the way I think about it, we managed all levers and margin was slightly up in the half. Uh, but the other thing that we did highlight that uh, low interest rates is not good for bank margins in the long run. Uh, so they're probably going to drift a bit lower. You know, competition in, in lending is still there. Uh, deposits has been uh, as not as competitive given all the liquidity in the market. And that's where we've done a really good job in managing our margins. Okay, low interest rates, uh, not good for margins. Of course, we all know that with banks, but the economy looking positive. Uh, still some uncertainty from Peter there, say. Uh, pay $200 million in customer remediation, uh, targeting $8 billion cost base by FY24. Uh, sees costs to increase in FY21. Uh, the rate of house price growth will only be moderate, so a bit under control there. Uh, Francesco, what do you think of the... Uh, the Westpac report and um, the stock as an investment at the moment. Yeah, I think the, the report, I mean, based on what analysts are expecting, was slightly better. Yeah. Um, there's certain areas that you could sort of pick at, I suppose, and look at, you know, um, were, you know, particularly on expenses was one area that sort of highlighted me that they were a bit higher. Yep. Um, but, you know, the cash, pro uh, the, the cash profits were, were very strong obviously compared to last year, but there was, yeah. you know, something from left field last year. So so yeah. that was expected. The dividend itself was slightly below what our analyst was, was hoping for. We were hoping for about 60 cents. Um, um, you know, capital adequacy ratios are, are, are very comfortable within. Um, impairment expenses have declined, which I would expect. Um, be interesting to see what happens um, when, not if, when interest rates do start to rise, how yeah. that impairment uh, those impairment expenses change because I think we've seen a, a you know a flood of you know particularly in the first uh, first homeowners mortgages um, coming into play over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. Um, how much buffer has been built into a lot of these mortgages? So um, I think it's look it's a solid result. Um, but you know from point of view of where the share price is, would I buy it? I probably wouldn't. Right. Our recommendation is a hold on the stock at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, but. The, the share price is up about 4% when I left the office. So I, I'm starting to say that this this is look, probably looking a little bit overvalued on a price oh. basis because you know, you're trading you know 17 times earnings on a bank. Uh, historically, they trade sort of a lot lower than that, you know, around the 14 or less times. Okay. So they're looking a bit pricey, the banks at the moment. They, you know, I don't have a problem with the banks operationally, um, but it, it's the same old story, you know, good business, but at what price are you prepared right. to pay? So would you take a profit at 26 bucks? I'd probably start to, to reduce my weightings, yeah, right. definitely. Okay. Yeah, right. I think we're a bit probably a bit overweight. Our preferred bank at the moment is, is NAB right. over, over Westpac um, okay. and, and the others. Um, right. CBA, I think, is probably 
expensive too, you know. And share price hasn't moved much on, on the back of the news today. And then, you know, over the next couple of days, we've got ANZ reporting, NAB reporting, yep. Macquarie Bank reporting as well. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out. Big, big week or two for the banks. Yes. Give us a good indication. David, what do you think? Yeah, look, it's all about the dividends, isn't it? You know, yep. that's what the investors are chasing and they certainly um, got that in spades today. So they were happy, obviously, with the share price up 4.5%. Uh, my only question, my, my concern is valuation up here for Westpac. I would definitely not be a buyer of the stock. Um, obviously, if you're a shareholder, you probably hold or take some profits, I would suggest, um, because it's it really is fully valued. If you look at uh, there's 13 analyst brokers out there, they've got an average price target. Well, they'll see about adjusting it now, but you know it's around 25 was the top end. Oh, okay. So it's 26, as you can see there. Now, it doesn't mean it can't move higher, but I um, mean, you know, what are you expecting in terms of growth in the housing market? My biggest concern is the bond market the, going forward. The US Treasury bond market is what I think could upset, upset the apple cart here. Um, right. So you really have to be very cautious about getting too aggressively bullish and you're paying top multiple, highest multiples you've ever paid for banks up here. Yep. And again, their margins are getting squeezed because of the low interest rates. So we've got the RBA meeting tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect they're going to cut rates from 0.1 to no. zero. That'd no. be insane. I, I thought it was insane to cut it from 0.25 to zero to yeah. 0.1. It was crazy. Well, they, they've said they're not going to increase it till 2024. Well, that's what they say. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I think that's a different story in the bond market with the inflationary in. pressures. Yeah. So I'm not a buyer of, of the banks up here. I've got to right. say it's too risky. There's more downside than upside. For me. But didn't uh, last month's Reserve Bank board minutes sort of basically slap down the bond market, didn't it? Directly saying we we note the commentary in bonds with inflation and basically yeah. said, well, get Nick, we're keeping rates uh, till 2024. Yeah, levels. well, they must have a pretty good crystal ball on inflation then because yeah. have a look at what's happening to commodity prices, uh, oil in particular, and you know, just across the board. And just prices, I think there's, there may be some rude shocks or awakening um, in that. In that, set. so that's the thing. I'm, I'm most. I just don't understand why anybody would be uh, buying any bonds at 1.6 percent for 10 yeah. years yeah. interest rate, given the inflationary pressures that yeah. are coming. I just, I just don't don't get it. With especially with the U.S. escalating their debt and deficit. Yeah. I mean, and money printing. I just uh, to except me, you. If the government and you're issuing them and it's uh, saying to the treasurer just the other week, you must be loving this massive inflows of iron ore taxes. Oh, absolutely. And you, you can borrow at 0.1% for 20 years. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> lock it in for 20 years. Well, I told you, this is a great time to lock in for the governments to borrow for 50 oh, yeah. years or more. Like absolutely. now is the time. Oh, yeah. I'll never say this again. All right. Uh, that's uh, our. Uh, the view on Westpac. Let's get into the um, the ten stocks you've asked us to have a look at, and a few related ones here. It'll be interesting as we go through the ten. Let's start off with uh, with Beach Energy, David, the uh, the oil and gas producer. Yeah, look, I was a big fan of this company when it was sixty five cents. Was when right. I gave it a big buy, and it went up to about two dollars fifty. Um, then recently, it's just fallen from a dollar eighty. Just off that, you can see there down to a dollar thirty in the, in the last couple of weeks, because they came out with their quarterly uh, report, their production report for March, and they had a major downgrade in their Western um, 
uh, one of their, their major um, oil reserves of, of about 13 and a half million <coughs> barrels. That's a right. major downgrade um, on the, what's it called, the Western fla flank yep. reserves. So now, overall, that's an impact of about down 5% on their overall reserves. So it's not significant. They still got massive amount of gas reserves and oil. So I'm still bullish on the sector in terms of you know, the supply of gas prices going forward and oil prices are still above 60, well and truly above $60. Right. So down here, look, I wouldn't be adverse to accumulating it. It wouldn't be right. aggressive buy, but I think it's a little bit overdone, but it was a bit of a shock to the system that they came out. They'll, they'll be doing an audit in August on their reserves. Right. So probably wait till then. But look down here, I, I think Beach uh, offers some compelling value, mm -hmm. but it's, um, it's only a, a mild accumulate for me. The one that I really like, I mean, in the, the oil, I really like the oil sector at the moment, but you've got to be very selective. But a junior in the space is Horizon Oil, HZN. Right. It's about eight and a half cents. Have a check out that one. It's got a market cap value of, it was about 15, 16 cents pre-COVID last year. Their production, and they're now debt-free. They've got 13.2 million US in the bank, which is about 16, 17 million Aussie. Yeah. Now you take away the market cap value at 108, they've got an enterprise value of 92 million. They're, they'll be, they're producing 1.2, 1.3 million barrels. Their cost of production on-, on So they're actually producing. They're producing and their cash flow, if you look at their last quarterly, was a positive net operating income of 12.9 million US. Mm -hmm. Now these are the sort of companies that mm -hmm. I like. Yep. That are yep. cash flow positive and profitable. Now they're gonna come up with an EBIT, 35 to 40 million for half year. Right. in June. So now the other thing is they've hedged 160,000 barrels. So their production was 345,000 barrels. So they've hedged 160,000, an average price of 54. So they've still got some upside, but after June, they're unhedged. Ah, okay. Now you're ready for this. One of their wells, which is they produce about the majority uh, in the South where they've got Rock Oil as a joint venture partner, one of the biggest uh, Chinese producers, um, in, in China, in the South China Sea, they're producing about 800,000 barrels. So they just reduced their cost from $13.70 per barrel cash cost down to $7.70 with the oil price at $67 US. Wow. So then how would you how like- How did they reduce the, the cost? Well, they've obviously streamlined their systems. I don't know, but that's a dramatic- wow. that's um, huge. Now the company's doing a share buyback, obviously, because right. it's undervalued. I can yeah. see these are the sort of, companies that I like, yeah. that I like finding to just educate the viewers out there mm. that are debt free, are generating very positive cash flow. So, you know, they'll make 70, $80 million right. um, on an on a enterprise value of 92 for the next seven, eight years, depending where the oil price is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I like okay. it, uh, so that's, right. that's a big strong, Okay. Um, and right. that, Horizon, that, yeah. okay, but watch on that. Uh, Francesco, what do you think of uh, Beach? I notice um, one of its biggest shareholders, Seven Group, has been a, been buying in the last quarter. Yeah, they've done a bit now. of buying, actually. Um, yeah. Look, I, I think they telegraphed mm -hmm. a bit of this downgrade, um, but I think the issues that they experience, uh, up, you know, in what's called Western Flank, which I think is around the Cooper Basin, yeah. um, it, you know, it's far greater than, than most analysts expected. Um, you know, the share price reaction was probably well, definitely appropriate, down 24% yeah. on the day. Um, our analysts are saying that now that, that 
that it's all out in the open that the market now has to, to sort of get a bit of trust in management um, that they can actually turn this around. Um, we, we've had a buy on it um, and the, the analysts released a report this morning maintaining that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would say that, um, like David, I think there's an alternative out there. Um, okay. You know, we're going to talk about all search and I'll talk yeah. about that in a, in a minute. And you know, I think Santos, they're just lower risk propositions. Right. Um, when, when a company sort of makes that sort of announcement, you know, the you know, as the analyst has mentioned about the management getting a bit of trust in them, mm. um, you know, the markets become you know, a little bit tentative towards right. them. So I think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So those that, that think this is an opportunity, and it potentially is, because it, you know, it's not an expensive uh, business. Um, you know, go in there with their eyes open, I would suggest, mm. you know, there's a lot of risk involved in, in that. Okay. But with high risk comes high rewards as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so so our, our, we have a buy, but I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I think there's better alternatives out there and we'll talk about okay. oil search, All I right. suppose. Let's this. do that now then, oil search. Matt wants a view on oil search. Yeah, well, our guys think that oil search is probably the most leveraged to the oil price at the moment. Um, and, 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 you know, we're looking at benchmarking across all the companies that they cover, you know, and we cover quite a bit. You know, we've got Santos in there as well, which I like personally. I think Santos is a good um, good investment um, from a longer term perspective. Um, so, so I think, um, you know, oil search uh, presents... Um, much more certainty, much better cash flow, um, and and much better operations. Mm. So, so we've got to buy on on all search. All search as yeah. well. Okay, uh, David, what do you think of all search? Look, at, I, I do like all search. I don't like the trend. Right. The trend is is down at the moment, but in terms of long term <clears throat> valuation, I like the company. It's got, you know, a, a massive LNG reserves for the production for the next 30, 40 years, um, which. Um, which Asia will be hungry for, and plus for carbon neutral reasons as well. So um, I like all search longer term. It's not a buy for me now, just purely technically. Right. And, and, you know, they need to, you know, they've also had issues with COVID, <clears throat> although they've been COVID free. Yeah. But P&G have had some major issues, uh, as you know, yeah. recent times. So, so that's, it ha- hasn't disrupted them? Not, not, a, not, a, right. not so much. Uh, it has a, a little bit in terms of the oil production. But uh, look, the LNG side of things is is what I like about oil search. They're massive LNG reserves, and um, Asia being hungry for energy in the future. Yeah. But like I said, um, I'd keep this on my watch list. Uh, I do think it'll be a buy at some stage, but not right now, from tech for technical reasons only. Okay. All right. There you go, um, uh, Matt. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, David Austin wants a viewer getting out out of the oil sector now into uh, financial services, Suncorp, the uh, the Queensland-based financial services group. Bit of yeah. banking here, yeah. a lot of insurance. Um, look, I don't mind Suncorp. I mean, I like that they have a steady <laughs> dividend yield. They've just sold off, I think, their wealth <clears throat> management division yep. for about $45 million. Um, I'm just having a look at the trend here. It, I mean, the trend is not your friend at the moment. Um, just have a look at it. But on a multiple compared to, say, the banks, I think there's good value, better value in Suncorp. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, so this would be a accumulate up here. It, it needs to break above this level. Look, it's been trading sideways, as you can see there, yeah. between uh, $9.70 or thereabouts, $9.82, where it is now, which is about ten fifty. So it's So actually, I would see if it comes back to that $9.80 level or you know, just below 
$10, but around $980, $970, that would be a, a good level to buy Suncorp. But I'm not adverse to this. I wouldn't be um, rushing in, quite frankly, to buy right now. It's more of a hold than a buy. But yep. I'd be looking to buy at lower levels. And, uh, you know, okay. like I said, they're, they're is, focusing is that, on... These second tier ones, if you get away from the big four banks, the regionals, the Suncorps, the Bank of Queensland, those sorts of groups, do they... Are you seeing that same value in that level rather than the big four? Yes. Right. I think there's better value. Bank of Queensland would be my pick in that regional oh, okay. area. Right. But like with Suncorp, look, one of the things is that they've, you know, they know now they had that um, insurance claim court case come through that they were trying to avoid that, um, you know, this disruption to business income because of COVID. Yeah. They've lost that, but they've provided for that. Plus they've had the floods, yeah. of course. So they've had provision for that. So... Again, I would expect that they will, um, you know, perform better once those provisions, they've, they've already made those provisions, so it's all fact, already factored in. But again, there's there's about 11 brokers have a price target, $11.50 on Suncorp. But again, my preference is to buy it back at the, the lower support level at the moment. And it's, yep. um, they're focusing more on their, their banking and insurance business. That's right. the focus of the new CEO. But uh, look, on a dividend yield, it's it's pretty good. It's not a ex exorbitant earnings multiple like the banks. Yeah. So this would be yeah. Mm, okay. Francesca, Yeah. Look, um, we've got a hold on it um, with David. I think just more on price at the moment. But you know, as he said, that um, from a valuation point of view or PE mm. multiple, it looks they look more attractive than the bigger banks. Um, the 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 sale of the wealth business, I think you know it's a bit of a trend with all the. The, the, the larger banks, if you like, that, you know, they've been burnt by the Royal Commission and um, I don't think mm -hmm. they'll, they'll go back there for a little while, but they yeah. always will yeah. um, and maybe burn their fingers again. But I think what that does is simplify the business a bit more. Um, the, 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 the insurance side of the business, um, despite all the, the floods and the fires and, you know, the COVID, what's, what we're seeing is, is a lot of insurance businesses being able to realise premium increases. And that's where you start to see some lift in, in the business. So I think that'll flow through over the next six to 12 months. At the moment, I'll probably um, just sort of sit back and see where that share price goes right. at the moment. But but um, I like the business. I like they've simplified it. Um, we've got a hold. But, um, um, you know, there's potential, if, you know, as David says, if it comes back to that sort of, I don't know, $9 level, yeah. I, I, you know, I think we'd be updating Have a recommendation okay. on that and start, start buying. Because it's a good sound business. Yeah. All right, Austin, you've got some clear writing instructions there from both David and Francesco. Uh, and ex-stock Trevor wants a view, Francesco, on, on Lendlease, the uh, uh, giant Australian construction business that mm. begin to the commercial property market, really a diversified across virtually all uh, property markets, aren't they? What do you think of Lindley? Yeah, it's look, had a rough couple of years, has Yeah, we 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 we'd invested in it some time ago, and and the the engineering side of the business has always had always sort of been a downer for it because of the small margins and high risk in it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and you're know, building things like tunnels and that. You know, whilst it's all well and good to have your name all over it, uh, there's a lot of risk and cost overruns and things like that. That yeah. North Connects that they were involved in with yeah. Boyer. Um, Obviously, you know, impacted upon their their overall business. It is now funny, fair to say. Some people say, it if you get it right, it's um, you get a small margin on it. Yeah. If you bugger it up, 
it's a huge hit. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anyone so, get a tunnel right. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got to look at the tunnels that were right, built yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah. You had Lone Cave Tunnel in Sydney, the the, the River City Tunnel in the, the airport tunnel out in Brisbane. Yeah, all yeah. of the businesses that have built those tunnels have gone broke. Now, yeah. now Transurban was involved in it, but Transurban had a fixed price contract. Right. And yeah, the, the joint venture partners, which were Len Lease and Boyer, you know, obviously took a hit on that. Right. Um, now they've sold off that part of the business. There's still some in, you know, construction in within the right. business. So so basically Len Lease, you got three parts to it. You got one part that's like a property trust. Yeah. Um, you got another part which is development and sort of you know, inner city urbanisation mm -hmm. and redevelopment of mm -hmm. old sites and things like that. They do really well at that sort of thing. But that bit in the middle still always just confuses me. As much as it supports that redevelopment yeah. side of things, um, it, it always concerns me. So we've got a hold on it. I, I, you know, I, I haven't looked at Lend-Lease closely for a long time um, and you know, probably will take a little bit more time for we get a bit of confidence in right. what they're doing. Yeah. But your analysts have a hold on. Well, we've got a hold on it at odds, okay. yeah. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm very much the same, a hold on this one. Um, look, it's, uh, if you're looking for a steady dividend yield, but they've got some interesting developments overseas, you know, like, and here, like Sydney, one, uh, it's one Sydney Harbour development, mm. which... Uh, next, next door to us here. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, and they've got uh, the one in... Uh, one Java Street in New York, right. and they've got another one in um, uh, Birmingham, Smithfield, mm. Birmingham. So, okay. so they're getting some sources of overseas income. Um, it's pretty steady income too. It's a, look, hasn't shot the lights out in terms of their earnings growth, um, mm. but they're steady. And so, if you're looking for a reasonable dividend yield, I think the yield's about it's about about um, just under four percent, fully frank. So, for that reason, you could, you know. And, and I think there's some upside. Uh, they're financially strong, at least, but you can see on the, on the chart for the last 12 months, it really hasn't been going many, you know, it hasn't gone mm. places. But I can see from this level, it could easily bounce back up to uh, that higher level. Um, but um, yeah, so it's accumulate for me or hold at best. Um, and, you know, just, um, yeah, for anybody who wants a steady dividend yield right. in a, in a global property development company that are involved in the retirement area as well. So that's to me a growth area. Yep. And uh, urbanization, as uh, Francesco was pointing out, I think uh, Len Lease has got some diversification and funds management as well, yeah. they're yeah. involved in. They've got four segments of their business. Okay. So steady as she goes, really. Right. So a whole. It's a whole. Okay. All right, uh, our fit stock, uh, Simone wants a view on seven group holdings. Um, which is sort of got a portfolio um, um, asset center. It's got a big stake in Boral at the moment. It's got a big stake in Beach. It's got a big stake uh, in Seven West Media, but also West Track, which is the the big Caterpillar dealership in the, the mining camps. Um, what yeah. do you think of Seven Group? Well, I, I don't mind uh, Seven Group Holdings. Um, no. The reason the share price has fallen, I think, is on the back of um, they're, they're holding on beach, but they've got about a 28% shareholding in beach. Yeah, and have been accumulating the yeah. last quarter. But actually, I, I don't mind Seven Group. They just did a capital raise at $22.50 only, only last month, I think, or a couple of months ago, $500 million, I think, at $22.50. <coughs> they yep. raised $500 million. Hmm. So, um, you know, it's trading below that. But look, down here, I, I don't mind Seven Group Media. I think um, just looking at the numbers 
here, if I just uh, uh, just have a quick look on my um, schedule here, just to see what the what the uh, outlook is, just have a quick look. But I think, um, yeah, down look here at this level is holding up. It's got a return on equity of 17%. Look, the dividend yield is only around 2%, but they've got a strong balance sheet. But I, I, I like their diversification, and I think personally. Um, this capital raising as well. They, you know, they've got. They've also bought into Boral as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. The building materials company. Yep. And got a couple of seats on the board. So look, as well. they're they're highly diversified. I I don't mind. This would be a okay. buy for me. Okay. All yeah. right, Francesco. Um, we have an accumulate, um, and as you've all mentioned, you know, it's got some whole ownership in other listed entities. So. It's probably more like a conglomerate, like a West Farmers, if yeah, you like, than, right. than a um, anything specific. But so, um, a bit like a, a listed private equity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like. Um, so, so the capital raisings, um, it, they're in the middle of the capital raising at the moment. Actually, they've done the placement at twenty two fifty. The the share, I think it's a share purchase plan going on for retail investors, right. which is possibly why you've got the question. Um, at $22.50, where it's trading at the moment, you would not um, be taking up your share purchase plan or applying for it. Um, but remember that it's at $22.50 or a 2.5% dis discount to the um, volume weighted average price over this coming week because it closes right. on Friday. I think it closes on Friday or, or the next Friday. No, next Friday, I think. Is it underwritten, Francesca? Uh, look, I, I, I'd imagine that they've got it covered because the placement's completed. Share purchase plans generally are, you know, let's throw this at the retail investors just to keep them happy yeah. uh, rather yeah. than entitlement offer, if you like. Um, so so the, the placement and the capital raising at 550 million is being used. Um, to to bring back debt because of I think they've spent about a billion dollars on buying into Boral about twenty three percent so so um, it just sort of brings their balance sheet back um, I like it I, you know I think um, you know accumulate I wouldn't be sort of rushing out buying it hard but on this um, little bit of a sell off because of the uh, the beach ownership might be the opportunity you know trades on sort of fifteen times PE with a bit of earnings growth next year, you know, brings that back down to just under 14 times, which is a little bit around market. Well, it's, mm. it's probably cheaper than the market is at the yep. moment, actually. So mm. I, I think, you know, buying into it around these levels, it, it may fall yeah. a little bit further, but um, long term, I think there's some good good investments in there. Yeah, but you know, look, they've got the Caterpillar business too, mm. you know, mm. and that's mm. booming. West Track. And yep. Coats Hire. Coats Hire, yeah. yeah. Now, the other thing is, is that Kerry Stokes is a major shareholder, won't be yeah. participating in this issue to add more liquidity to the share price. So he'll be, his, his shareholder will be dilute, yep. diluted. Yep. And that's a positive. Right. So um, look, as a diversified um, you know, investment, I, I really like this one. Okay, mm. all right. Run by uh, Ryan Stokes, of course. Um, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks, our stock of the day. Westpac uh, is a hold from both Francesco and David. If anything, take profits at this price if you're an existing shareholder. Uh, Beach is a yes from uh, Francesco. It's an accumulate by David. He has uh, a preference for Horizon. Is more a stock in the oil market. He's quite bullish on, on the oil sector. Uh, Horizon is his number one pick. Um, oil search, a yes from Francesco. A watch from David, not quite at, at these levels. Uh, Suncorp a hold from both. Uh, David would start to get interested if uh, the share price dropped to around 970. 
Uh, lend lease a hold and seven group is an accumulate from Francesco and a buy from David. Now here at the call, uh, we're following our own fantasy portfolio that we've been tracking since the 1st of July, thanks to our partner, uh, NAB Trade. Uh, any stock that gets two, two thumbs up, a buy from both our expert panelists goes into the portfolio. Um, if it comes up again, even in front of a different panel and doesn't get two buys from them, it comes out again. Is accumulator buy for the calls portfolio? Um, yeah, 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 it's accumulator, it's yeah. buying, just don't it's go It's a positive recommendation. Positive, yeah. okay, so they go in. Uh, let's check to see how it's been performing. Uh, for the week, it's down half a percent for the month, up four and a quarter percent since the 1st of July, up 30%. That's the first time I've been on here and seen the red on there. Uh, wow. <laughs> just a... Thanks for pointing that out, Francesco. <laughs> well, no, well, it's a positive, uh, no. actually. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a positive. It's, it's, it's like, see, it's not a Ponzi scheme, it means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, if you want to take a look at uh, some of the stocks that have been recently added by our various expert panels, Home Consortium, Dexas, Whisper, Aristocrat Leisure and Bravura have been added. Stocks removed, Amcor, Newick, Shryro and ALE Property Group and uh, on today's call, uh, Beach would be going in and uh, Seven Group will be added. Now, if you want to take a look at the uh, the call's portfolio, all the stocks in it, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up in the next hour here on Ausbiz, uh, the Chief Executive of St George Mining, John Prinius, um, will be joining the team as the company looks to commence its inaugural drilling program in the next quarter. Uh, that's from one twenty. PM. Uh, let's uh, keep going into the second half of the call. And uh, Jim Francesco wants a view on EBOS uh, Group, which is a wholesaler and distributor of healthcare medical pharmaceutical products. Uh, what do you think of EBOS? Yeah, look, um, can't give a recommendation because we don't have coverage on it, but I, I had a look into it. Um, it's, yeah, like you mentioned, pharmaceutical, medical, but also yeah. animal care in yep. there as well. I don't know how big that is, um, but um, um, you know, people spend a lot of money on their pets and yep. probably tend to spend more on their uh, the health of their pet than they do themselves, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is uh, a bit ironic. But, um, it's had um, a good run, has it? It, it has. And, and, and look, it's an impressive business. I mean, I looked at the numbers going back a few years and their earnings look like they're growing year on year. Um, profitability grows year mm. on year. Dividends have been growing. Um, it's in it's in a high volume area of, of the healthcare products and, and you know it doesn't just sell to pharmacies in that it also sells to hospitals and and, and you know specialist clinics, um, non profit health. You know, there's a vast array yeah. of of customers that buy from them, um, and, but a large amount of products. So it would be interesting to see how the, how much of their turnover is there. Um, but they are a wholesale distributor. Look, it, it, it's had solid, you know, they trade on about 25 times. Um, and that what I would expect with the growth that we've seen over the last few years to that PE to improve. So, um, look, I, 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 I think it's, you know, I'd say I look at it positively. I wouldn't yeah. say buy it, but yeah. I look at it positively. Um, and, you know, being in the healthcare sector, I, I do like that sector as okay. well. Okay. Hold from you, David. What do you think of that? Yeah, look, it's a whole it's a great run. Oh, yeah. It, it, to me, it's more, uh, more of a take profits than, uh, you oh. know, or if you've got it, you can still hold it, but you'd have to make sure you've got a stop loss on, on this. The, the problem I've got with this one 
is you know the earnings have been going on and it's going up um, as as Francesca said, particularly in the the, the vet, you know they've been making some acquisitions right. um, in vet veterinary sort of uh, area, uh, distribution and pet um, yeah in the yeah. pet area so they you know it, it looks good but the multiples are very high the other thing is the biggest problem i've got with this is the valuation it's a 4.5 billion dollar market cap on 20 times earnings and the average turnover per day this is a big problem with liquidity is three to four thousand shares yeah at 28 so, bucks but it's a three. new zealand company too so right. yeah. yeah so the problem look, three to four thousand shares that's a it. day yeah. a day. average oh, cool. which is which is Ninety to a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but there's there's not a lot of coverage out there. I, I think I've, I've no, there I, I think well, I've found one. There wouldn't be. Um, oh no, there's one or two brokers out there that cover it, but yeah, there didn't seem to be uh, you know a lot of interest out there. But it is a good business, I thought. Oh, the business is great, but the problem is if you get a big seller, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it, it can fall very yeah. very sharply. I mean, you know, look at the, this thing's been on a tear since August last year. It's mm, gone yeah. from. Well, just under twenty dollars to twenty-eight. Um, you know, to me, look, it's just price for perfection up here. Um, so I would, I would be taking some profits, or you can just hold it if, you, if someone's got it. But I wouldn't yeah. be a buyer. Okay. And, and you'd have a stop loss, that's for sure, below um, the last previous low there, which looks like just below twenty-seven dollars. Okay. Uh, if it breaks below there on any significant volume, so that's what I look at. Yeah. Is you got to look at these key levels of buying support, and also. If the moving averages cross down as well below yeah. the 50, that's where the 50-day moving average is as well. So you've got to look at that because institutions look at that. Mind you, institutions are not buying a stock like this because it's too illiquid. Yeah. So that's the problem. It's just it, it can, you know, while there's more buyers than sellers, as there is in le and less liquidity, of course the share price goes up. But it's not one that you'd be chasing. That's for right. sure. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that suggestion, Jim. Um, now, David Harrison wants a view on uh, Harvey Norman, the the big retailer that uh, yeah. really COVID's been a, a big beneficiary to it, has it? Huge. I mean, their turnaround in earnings has been staggering. Yep. They've gone from what about just under half a billion dollars debt to 20 million, free of debt, 20 million yep. cash right. in the last um, six months, I think it is. It's just been astonishing their growth so look i I'm, i i like uh, harvey norman i've got to say it's come down to a support level here to me i would be an accumulator down here looking right. at the numbers they're very impressive uh seven percent fully frank dividend yield return on equities up at you know nearly 19 percent earnings growth of 79 percent earnings growth um you know the pe is not expensive it's like 10 times earnings multiple. Um, I, look, I like Harvey Norman up here. I just I look now, you'd expect the earnings to slow down hmm. uh, given the COVID, you know, COVID yeah. stuff. Well, certainly. Is it, is, it a, is it a stock though that slows down or is the housing boom going to be the next leg to feed into it? Sort of <clears> the COVID <throat> boom was sitting on your couch and going, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. I'll buy something online to the, well, I'm going to move house. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm well, just I, asking. Well, yeah, a good point. I, I think there's still more growth here, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But particularly if you look at their overseas earnings as well, which is what I like about Harvey Norman. It's not just 
based here. Yeah, it's Singapore, in Ireland, Singapore. Um, you've also got Slovenia, of all yep. places. Um, you know, but their 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 operations in Ireland actually performing really well. Mm. So you know they're earning euros as well, and yeah. and uh, or British pounds. Um, okay. you know, so I think, look, the numbers were just um, stunning. Uh, you know, the profit up by 114% net profit. It's pretty pretty good okay. numbers and All increase right. in dividends. So to me, look, I'd I'd have rate this as a buy to tell you the truth. Okay. I like it down here. All right. Uh, we're on a hold on it, um, right. and you're right. You know, it's, uh, there's been a lot of um, demand, uh, retail demand being brought forward because of COVID, um, and we'll probably will see a bit of follow-on because of you know housing sales and things like that. Yeah. So, so there's a bit of that. Our analysts have got earnings declining into 2022, um, so it brings the PE back down to about uh, sorry, back up to about 13.8, which is around market levels, um, but and, and expected to decline. Uh, earnings to decline again into the following year. So a lot of that demand it, for the types of products that Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi for, the, for that matter as well, um, you know, they're not the sort of things that next year I've got to go and buy another another one and the year after yeah. you buy a sofa, you buy a TV, you know, they tend to last you, you know, three to five years. Yeah. A lot of the demand's been brought forward that might have been over the late next few years. So so we, we do expect to see a bit of tapering off. And I'm not saying it's time to panic, but but uh, don't expect to see a great deal of growth from that um, after the COVID and the housing rush. Yeah. Um, I don't mind, um, you know, people that ha hang on to it for long periods of time, and 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 you know, the yield I think is around the seven percent mark, which is very attractive. Um, in this space, I would prefer uh, JB Hi-Fi. I, I just think that they're uh, um, a little bit more um, agile in 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 their business, and even in, after losing the chief executive. Yeah, well, the, the and I think that's created a, a buying opportunity in the yeah. share price because. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, it got sold off quite heavily because of that. Yes. Um, and then a day or two later, they announced that um, they've reappointed, and I've forgotten his name, but a, a chap who, who'd actually ran the business uh, five years prior, right. and he was happy to come back. So I think that sort of put a bit, will put a bit of confidence back into to the investors out right. there. Um, so, um, and I, I think the, the nature of the JB Hi-Fi, there's less of that one-off stuff in their business. There's a lot more of, you know, mobile phones that people might update yep. a bit bit earlier than sort of five years. Um, there's music things and, and you know, there's, there's certain products that they sell that, and I think they do that well. Um, I don't know about you, I walk into a JB Hi-Fi store and there's a, a young person there with their piercings and tattoos all over them that I wouldn't be, <laughs> but I'm happy to have a chat to them because they know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Um, and they're very, very helpful. I mean, yeah. you know, you got, you got to give them credit where credit's due. So. Um, Look, I think both businesses, are, you know, had some demand brought forward. Um, I'd be a hold on um, um, Harvey Norman, but I'll okay. be positive on JB Hi-Fi. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks, Harrison, for that. Uh, Francesco Mario wants a view on Domain, the uh, the big line, uh, big online property digital marketing advertising platform. Uh, uh, REA is the its major competitor and bigger competitor. Yeah. Of course, REA. Major shareholder, News Corp, Domain, major shareholder, Nine Entertainment. Yeah, look, um, I, I think similar to to the retailers that um, just, you know a lot of their demands happening now with the, yeah. the 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 boom in the property market. You know, um, as you mentioned, COVID. You know, people upgrading from apartments to houses, and we've seen that globally actually. Um, so, so that's sort of put a bit of a spark in their industry. 
Um, but going forward, and I, I, you know, overheard. I didn't hear the whole story on the on the radio this morning. But the the we're starting to see um, some of the the auction clearance rates decline a bit because I think we're start, well, we've no, seen they were still eighty percent. Still eighty percent, yes. But, 80, but we're starting to see a turn. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and a lot more stock coming on. A lot more stock coming see, on. See, I'm looking at the stock numbers, and there were twenty eight hundred new or twenty eight hundred auctions um, this last weekend and 2000 the week before. So yeah. lots of people. I so a lot of people late Whoa. to the party coming in and yeah, yeah. yeah and the buyers aren't matching it. So yeah. so I think we'll start to see that soften off a bit um, over the next sort of okay. 12 months. And, and you know, we're, we're already talking about sort of interest rate movements, you know, despite the central banks saying, no, no, we're not moving mm. anything. Um, I think you'll find that a lot of that Demand for particularly at the first home level is is being brought forward as well, mm. similar to to what I mentioned in the in the retail space. So um, we're a hold on it, and we don't mind the okay. business. But um, at these at these prices, um, you know, it's trading around the five dollar yeah, ten mark. Yeah. You know, our, our target or the analyst targets around the four fifty. So yeah. um, okay. you know, it's trading above that. So um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a hold. Yeah, right. David. It's a sell for me. <laughs> it is a big sell. Um, I got to tell you, the valuation of domain up here. I mean, if you're going to be in one real estate.com has got better numbers than domain. Right. It's just not impressive at all. It's 90 times earnings multiple, mm. um, 0.5, half a percent yield. Um, the earnings growth, the return on equity has been about three or four percent, which is well below par. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's been driven up by obviously the sentiment. But then I, you know, I was interested because I'm a numbers guy. You can yeah. tell I like I'm accounting background. I love looking at numbers. So I looked at their cash flow statement here for the six months. Okay, so from December 19 to December 20, actually, this is for yeah, it went from 166 million down to their revenue down to 145 million. So it was down. Right. Uh, the expenses were slightly down from 114 to 110 million. Their net cash inflow from operating activities is 12.2 million. Right. Okay, that's but, net. But you couldn't, couldn't go to auctions. Um, no, but I mean, during COVID. you're paying two, a bit for a business yeah. that's $2.9 billion valuation that's generating a net cash flow for, the, for whatever this period was. I think it was the last 12 months, or no, yeah. six months of 12 million. Yeah. I just showed you an oil company that's just done that in a quarter yeah. in US dollars. Yeah. I mean, so, you, you know, so, so you could say, but people couldn't go to auctions, people couldn't lease because of lockdowns and things like that. But that's not reflected in the share price. No, that's the issue. If it was well, well, had it, been smashed, yeah, and it was down to two dollars fifty because it had such paltry cash flow, you'd think, well, it can't get any worse than the last six months, and it's got to be looking better. But well, it stayed up there. That's right. Yeah, but see, this is what I've learned in 35 years, okay? <laughs> and a few gray hairs. There's four types of investors, if you want me to give you this very quickly for your viewers, we'll love this. Yep. Okay, there's the prudent investor, which is somebody who's, it's what I put myself in that category. I'm looking for companies that are growing, growing their bottom line, have positive cash flow growing in a growing sector, yep. but positive, right? Um, and pay dividends. I mean, that's, yep. that's what prudent investors are looking at. Aggressive investors, they don't care about dividend. They're just looking for growth, capital growth, like Afterpay. Yep. 
Yeah. That's aggressive. In fact, I'll put that in the speculative bucket. Yeah. Quite frankly, right now, there's more downside than upside in afterpay uh, by far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're aggressive investors. Yeah. And then there's a speculative investor. So to me, that's, you know, they go into mining shares and biotechs yeah. and, you know, they're looking like they're the lottery Bitcoin, you know. Yeah. It's, and then you've got the conservative and they don't care about the growth. They're just worried about safety yeah. and dividends. Yeah. Okay. They don't care about as long as their money's safe, you yeah. know, it's secure and probably say bank shares are probably for a lot of yeah. people in that category. Yeah. See what I mean? Now, for me, this is definitely not a prudent investor type of right. person buying. And it's not even to me, it's more downside risk in domain holdings than upside given their cash flow. And yeah. there's, it's just, why okay. would you, what, you know what I mean? Yep. All right. Better so, picks. All right. We got to, got to keep going. Yeah. Um, what about technology one? Where does that, that fall? Well, that's a, this one. Global has, technology companies. This, I, li- I actually like this one. Uh, you know, they, they're really, I had a look at their presentation for the half year. Very impressive. Yeah. And their growth over the last 10. To me, this would, this would be a, a buy actually. Yep. I really like their outlook. Out of all the technology stocks out there, I was very impressed with this one and their growth forecast and their international revenue. Okay, they're on 47 PE, but geez, not as high as a lot of others. Yep. And they're actually making money. Yep. And they're, they're actually, and they pay a dividend. So for this one- And their I, customers are generally big end of town and governments. Yeah, so, so like, they've got, they've got mm. I think 83% of their income is recurring revenues mm. as well. Mm. But look, I was very impressed with their presentation and um, they, they've got a good growth path here. They've got a diversification. Okay business and good demand for their product. Yep. So close to a five year high? I'd rather buy it at a lower, yeah. actually. Yeah. But personally, I'd, I'd <coughs> wouldn't rush to buy it now. Let me say, I'll go back on that. I'd okay. rather buy it yeah. at that previous support level <laughs> that you can see. Okay, so yeah. what, if it gets down to? to uh, let me just have a look on the chart here, if I find it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it to you in a minute. Okay. All right, Francesco, what do you reckon? Of yeah, look, I'm here? with David. I think it is a good business uh, in the tech space, but I think it's a bit expensive for, right. you know, uh, and forget comparing it to, to others. I, I just think, you know, uh, it's a bit more advanced and mature than a lot of the other yeah. businesses that are trading on very high multiples. Yeah. I mean, it's not astronomical. I mean, it's not in the hundred times or anything no, like it's that. It's a good but global business. It yeah, it is. It is a good global business, but I, I think, you know, the growth in it doesn't support those sort of multiples right. to me. So I, I'd be more inclined to, if you own it and you own it at a low price and it's a long-term thing, hold. Uh, but I'd be looking to lighten here and, right. and, and you know, okay. I'm, I'm with that, I, but I, I think, you know, in, in, in the sort of six to $7 range, I'd be happy to be buying it. Then. Actually, even, uh, yeah, eight, uh, 750 to $8 is the, is, right. the, yeah. is the target zone, that low. That you yeah. see there is seven fifty, but but yeah. yeah, a good business, and I think you know it is a great it business. being more mature. It, it doesn't deserve to have such high multiples. Yep. Okay. All right, and our final stock, uh, Jack Swan. Jack wants a view, Francesco, on Link Administration. Yeah, Link. Um, now they had a a, a bid for um, um, for the business um, led by Pacific Equity Partners, which has been pulled. Um, we've got a hold recommendation on it. I think that's a good indication that um, the, the acquirers weren't prepared to pay uh, overs for this business, um, probably because Pe- it's- Pexa, I think it's called Pexa. Is it Pe- yeah. yeah, 
Pacific Equity Partners um, is what I've got. Yeah, PEXA, they call themselves. Um, um, look, uh, from a point of view of, you know, is the business um, sound? Look, I think the business is fine. I, a little bit of concern over um, some of the European side of things because um, they do have some UK business, which Brexit may impact upon, um, obviously negatively. Um, so I'd be a little bit cautious of that, but I, look, you know, it doesn't inspire me a great deal. Um, okay. So I'd be at a, at a hold if not, you know, look for something else. If you're in, mm. if, if you're looking yeah. for growth, you're probably not going to find it here too much. So you're probably best to be moving on and looking for something else. Yeah, um, look, it, it's been a subpar performance for me and just no growth here. They, that packs of business, they're talking about an IPO is worth about $1.60 to the company. But look, I can't see where the earnings growth is. This is not even a buy, they're not a buy or hold for me. Right. I would not be in link at all. Yeah. I'd be looking, there's better, much better opportunities. In okay. This. All right. Let's uh, recap the uh, uh, final five stocks. EBOS, um, a hold or take profits um, from David. Uh, Harvey Norman, a hold from Francesco, prefers JB Hi-Fi in this sector. Um, for David, it would be an accumulate on Harvey Norman at these levels. Uh, domain, a sell from David, a hold from Francesco. Uh, tech one, a no from both, but David would be interested. It got down to around that 750 area. And uh, link administration, a hold from Francesco and a no from David. Francesco Destratus from Orange, good to see you. Good to see you as well, David. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Great hour. And David Novak from Wildfires Education. David, good to see you. My Thank pleasure. You Thank you. All right. Uh, that's our show for today. If you've got any stocks that you'd like us to put to our expert panels, just send us an email, the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. A reminder, you can check out all of the stocks in the calls portfolio. Uh, go to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio. As a result of today, uh, Seven Group and um, Beach go into the, uh, into the portfolio from today. And Harvey Norman comes out of it, uh, which was in the portfolio. Mm. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the Ausbiz newsletter if you want a wrap up of the day in the markets, investments um, and business news. Uh, you get Scuddy's view, you get a link to the Close of Business podcast, links to the most popular interviews and videos on the platform. Subscribe ausbiz.co forward slash COB. Uh, Startup Daily Show coming up at uh, 2 p.m. It's where we look at all the startup scale-ups, talk to the founders of them, uh, the venture capitalists involved in it, amongst the uh, array of guests today, Clive McConaughey, the uh, chairman of Kidnest, um, as he launches a crowdfunding campaign for his digital childminding app. Uh, that's coming up on the Startup Daily Show, and Clive's going to uh, reveal all there. So a lot happening on Ausbiz for the rest of the afternoon. You don't want to miss it all. a minute of it. We'll be back after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 